Welcome. This sermon podcast is a production of Refresh Community Church, where Dr. Carlos Smith is our lead pastor. Our vision is to see our hearts refreshed by Christ's presence, our relationships renewed for Christ's purpose, our lives rebuilt by Christ's power, and our communities restored by Christ's people. We pray that you are blessed by today's message, and we look forward to seeing you in person soon. Amen, amen, as we come back together. As we regather ourselves for the word, let's give God a praise in this house, people of God. Oh, y'all can do better than that for Jesus. Come on now. God has been gracious and he has been kind. He's been good to us and he is worthy of all of our praise. I want to welcome everyone to Refresh Community Church. My name is Pastor Carlos Smith and I am the lead pastor here. And you have already been welcomed by Pastor Jonathan. He's already welcomed you to our church, but I just want to welcome you again and uh, just say how grateful I am that you have chosen to worship with us, uh, whether you're in person or in line. It is just an absolute joy uh, to have you here with us this morning. Uh, and so uh, we're going to be uh, continuing today. We're going to actually be wrapping up our sermon series that has been through our mission and our vision. Um, so I spent the last three weeks walking through our uh, vision of seeing our hearts refreshed by Christ's presence, our relationships renewed by Christ's purpose, our lives rebuilt by Christ's power, and our communities restored by Christ's people. But today I'm going to turn our attention uh, a bit to our mission statement. But before I jump into all the things, how many y'all was here last week for the launch service. Amen. God is good. It was a phenomenal time and we had a, had a packed house. We enjoyed Jesus, enjoyed one another, um, enjoyed some good food and just got a chance to connect. Um, and so we're going to be continuing our series today um, as we look towards this idea um, of digging in and getting connected. And so um, if we, if last week focused uh, mostly on launching. Uh, this week is going to focus on the mission. Um, anybody in here ever been to outer space? Anybody? Nobody? Okay. Just Odaro? Okay. That's it? Okay. Only Odaro. Yeah, that's right, man. That's that's not shocking. If y'all know Odaro, he's on another level, man. So that's not shocking. Um, but it, when you think about launch, which last week was, it was our week to launch. And, and the launch itself is to just do exactly that. When you think about putting satellites or rocket ships um, in space, the launch is a time of celebration. It's a time of joy. It is high energy. Have you ever seen those big blasts off? You see all of that fuel burning off and it take off and all this stuff. And it's this great moment in the celebration. But y'all do know that the launch is just the beginning. Amen. The launch is just the beginning. The launch is what is necessary. It's high energy, it's high capacity, but it's there to get a mission accomplished. Whether that mission is to put something in outer space, to uh, connect to the space station, or put a satellite in orbit, the launch is the precursor to the mission being accomplished. So today, I'm going to dig into our mission statement, which is, if last week was all about getting us off, getting us into space, uh, this week is about figuring out what is our mission and what what God has called us to do as Refreshed Community Church. And real quick question, didn't know you was going to be on the spot, but here we are. Uh, do you know what our mission statement is? Anybody? No, we're just going to, let's, let's just figure it out. Anybody? Come on. You can talk back to me, it's fine, this is this dialogue. Anybody? Mission statement. I'll give you a clue, 
The first word starts with a P. Plant, root, grow, and multiply. Let's try it again. Plant, root, grow, and multiply. Pastor Jonathan just did all of our announcements through the lens of what? Plant, root, grow, and multiply. And so our mission, so I know sometimes we hear these terms like, you know, mission and vision, and they mean literally nothing to us most of the time. Um, and I get it. I understand. Everybody got a mission. Everybody got a vision. Uh, but uh, our vision, when we talk about this vision, uh, which this is the vision on this uh, dope uh, home team shirt, by the way. This is the blue ones are a home team exclusive. You got to be a member of the home team to, to, to get one of these. We'll take care of that in a minute. Uh, but our, our vision to see um, refreshing and renewal and rebuild building and restoration. Uh, that is our vision, and that is a God-sized vision that I believe that God has given this church. Uh, but our mission answers the question. If our vision is saying, okay, why are we here? What are we asking God to do? What are we seeking to accomplish? Our mission answers the question, what are we called to do? And we are called, in response to what God has done, to do what? Plant, root, grow, and multiply. We are the planning commitment, root in relationship, growing discipleship, and multiplying service. And I know you're like, okay, preacher, sounds good. Sounds like good words. Can you point this out to me in the Bible? Because it just sounds like you just saying some words and stuff that sound cool, and y'all got a dope new website and all that stuff, but it isn't in the Bible. I would contend it is absolutely in the Bible. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to open to Psalms 92. Psalm 92. And we're going to look at just a few verses, verses 12 through 15. Psalm 92, verse 12 through 15. And if you would stand in honor of God's word. Psalm 92, verse 12 through 15. Here's the reading, and it'll be on your screen in case you were not able to find it. Uh, the righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green to declare that the Lord is upright, that he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Would you pray with me? Eternal God, our Father, we thank you that, God, we as your people, as your church, as those who are called and redeemed for your glory, God, you have called us to get planted, rooted, growing, and multiplying. God, you've called us to planning commitment, to root in relationship, to grow in discipleship and multiplying service. So, eternal God, I pray now that as I look to this text, God, that you would encourage your people and that as we look together and as we search the scriptures, God, that our hearts will be newed and refreshed by the truth of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may have your seats. And I just want to live for a few minutes um, this thought, a portrait of a planted people, a portrait of a planted people. Um, as I said, and as I kind of talked through our mission statement, um, I talked about our mission statement as what we are called to do. But I want to be clear that what we are called to do as people who are redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ is rooted in who we are called to be. It's rooted, if you like big words, is rooted in ontology. It's rooted in who we are. It's rooted in our identity as Christians. And so this beautiful mission statement that we have, that we talk about often, that we organize every single ministry of this church around, everything that uh, we 
we do in this church ask the question, how is it helping us as God's people to plant in commitment, to root in relationship, to grow in discipleship, and to multiply our gifts and service to others? Every single thing that we do. So it's not just words that we say. It's not just how we organize our announcement. It is how our budget is divided. It is how we look at every single thing that we do or might do and ask whether or not we should be doing it. But everything that we do around planting, rooting, growing, or multiply is rooted in who we are called to be. And I believe that God is calling us as Christians, as those here at Refresh Community Church, to be a planted people. He is calling us to be a people who are planted, who are committed, who are put in place. You won't root at all if you're not planted. You won't grow at all if you're not planted. You won't multiply at all if you're not planted. And in today's world of transience, lack of commitment, lack of accountability, it's not fashionable nor is it cool for you to be called to commit to anything. But I don't care about what is fashionable, cool, or society says. I believe that God has called us as a church to be a people who are committed. And so I believe that God is asking us to be a people who have found a body of believers to commit to them. And so today, I'm looking at Psalm 92, and this psalm um, is not a, a super popular one. It's not one that people look at a lot. But it is one um, that speaks to this reality. And this psalm is a companion psalm to Psalm 1, the uh, famous opening of the book of Psalms that says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the seat, uh, or walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, or stand in the way of sinners, nor seat, sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water that yields fruit in this season. Psalm 1 and Psalm 92 are like twins that bookends um, this portion of the Psalms from Psalm chapter 1, which is the opening, and over where we are now in Psalm 92, which is in book 4 of the book of Psalms. And this picture of a tree rooted by water has animated our mission, the inception of this church from the beginning. It's the reason why the mural on the front of our building is the picture of a tree planted by streams of water because we believe that is what God is calling us to. And so I'm just going to walk through this text, um, and I believe that walking through this text will show us and yield to us the bibliocentricity of our mission, but also lay before us who God has called us to be as his people. And if you call Refresh Community Church your church home, people of God, I believe this is who God is calling us to be. If you are a visitor here, I believe that this is what we are called to be as a people. So if you're considering whether or not this is the place for you, this is a great Sunday to be here because you're going to get a full opportunity to see what we are laying before God's people. And so I believe based on this text um, that God is calling us and calling God's people to be a planted people who are planted in God's house. Look at verse 13. It says, it's talking about the righteous. It says, the righteous flourish like the palm tree. They grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Verse 13, and they are planted in the house of the Lord. I, I want to start with what this is all about. This is not all about Refresh Community Church. It's not all primarily about you being a member here, connecting here. It's not all primarily about anything that we set out to do in this church, but it is all primarily about God. 
This text is centered on who God is. It starts in God's house. It refers to God's courts where they flourish. It talks about God's character where they find their glory. And it celebrates and glorifies God's righteousness in everything we do. The center of everything in this text and what we do at this church as God's people is God himself. Do I got a church in the house this morning? God is the center, not myself, not a personality, not the elders, not the staff, not our logos, not our murals, not our rebranding, but God is the center of everything that we are called to do. And the text says that they are planted in the house of Yahweh. They are planted in the house of God. They are planted in the house of the Most High. This is referring to the temple in Israel, the rebuilt temple where the presence of God would have been. The temple is understood in Jewish understanding to be the presence of God come to earth, that it is the place in the world and is set up on a hill and on a mountain where the natural environment of earth touches the supernatural environment of heaven. On the temple mount, this is where heaven and earth meets. And as New Testament Christians, we know, and whether you are a New Testament Christian or not, we can all objectively say that the temple of the Lord, as it stood in this time period, is no longer on Mount Zion. In fact, it's a mosque there right now. But as Christians, we know that Christ has said that we are the temple and that he is the temple and that the people of God and Christ is the temple of God. Ephesians chapter 2 says, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. In other words, Jesus is the temple and his people are the temple. Jesus' people, uh, First Peter calls us the living stones and Jesus is the chief cornerstone. And so when we think about the temple today, it's no longer located in a place. It's Jesus Christ and his people. Do you all understand what I'm saying? That it's commitment to Christ and it's commitment to his people. And so when we talk about being planted in the house of God, I'm not talking about 829 North Hanley Road. I'm not talking about this sanctuary. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful space. We've worked hard to make sure that it's an aesthetically pleasing space. But don't get it twisted. This is not the temple of God. You are the temple of God. Jesus is the temple of God. And if we're going to talk about what it means to be planted in the temple of God for flourishing, it means being planted with God's people. And so, if you're wondering what I'm asking you to do and what our mission is calling you to do about being planted, it is simply saying just two things that I've already said. To plant in commitment to Jesus and plant in commitment to his church. That this is a, just a, a, a fun fact. You know, when we talk about planting in commitment to Jesus, it just simply, you know, Christians have historically said things um, like getting saved, giving your life to Jesus. This is becoming a Christian. What does it look like to become a Christian? Can I sub submit this to you? That the idea of becoming a Christian is a public profession of his faith that has its culmination in the waters of baptism. Fun fact, do you know the Bible knows nothing of Christians that are not baptized? It's not optional. It's not a good idea. It's not something that Christians just might do when they think about getting around to it. It is something that we do as the first act of obedience and following Jesus in, his, in undergoing the waters of baptism that according to Romans 6 unites us in life with Jesus Christ. But Jesus in our salvation, we're not just united uh, uh, vertically to Christ. We're not just um, re, uh, united to Christ, but we're also united horizontally to his people. This is the act of communion when we partake of the 
the body and the bread, when we eat as one body and celebrate the sacrifice of Jesus. So Jesus is saying to us that he wants us to get planted with God's people, but planted also with himself. And so today, I'm going to give you an opportunity, believe it or not, I don't know if y'all noticed or not, but um, anybody who was here last year, we did this thing, it was crazy, it was wild, it was called Dig In Sunday. You ever heard of that? It's a wild time, it's called Dig in Sunday. It's an opportunity for you all to act on all these things that we have talked about. I know you're like, what are you talking about? Trust me, you're going to find out in a moment. But as all those beautiful announcements that Pastor Jonathan talked through, all of these things that I'm talking about, there's going to be an opportunity for you to respond today. Um, but we'll get to that later. And in, in the moment, I just want you to think about what it means to get planted with Jesus and planted in commitment to his church. But not only that, Planted people are not only planted in the church, but closely related to what I just said, they are rooted with God's people. Look here at the next part of uh, verse 13. It says here that they are planted in the house of the Lord and they flourish in the courts of our God. Uh, it's, it's, It's fascinating. They're planted in the church, but they flourish in the courts of our God. Not sure if you're aware of this or not, uh, but did you know uh, that the church, or, or I'm sorry, the book of Psalms is the hymn book of the people of God for the last 3,000 years. This is the hymn book that God's people have looked, and it's this small word that's right there where it talks about us being planted in the house of God, but it also talks about how we flourish in the courts of, it's a really small word there, and it's our God. It speaks to the collectiveness of God's people. Even the form of what we're reading today speaks to the collectiveness of God's people. You see, this is a psalm. This is a psalm for the Sabbath. This song was written for church service. This song was written to be sang in the congregation of the righteous some 3,000 years ago. And it talks about the flourishing in the courts of our God. The courts of the temple was where God's people would have gathered not just to worship, but to fellowship, to hang out to connect, to get to know one another. It was a courtyard, and courtyards, you just kick it. That's what they used to do. Not only did they show up and give sacrifice, but they would have these things called fellowship offerings. And when the priest would offer the fellowship offering, they would just sit down with their family in the courtyard. Y'all wanna know what they did after they offered the offering? They ate it, they hung out. They ate it. Y'all do know that an offering, when you hear about the offering of bulls and goats and lambs and all these things, y'all do realize that them priests was just really in there frying chicken when it's all said and done. That's what they did. They was making steaks unto the glory of the Lord. And some of those offerings were whole burnt offerings, which means the whole thing were burnt up. But there were things called a fellowship offering where the family and the friends, they would come together and a portion of the offering would be burnt up. But the rest of it, they would just eat in community and hang out. And they would do it in the courts of the Lord. What is this speaking to? This is speaking to the collective identity of the people of God, the rooting and the relationship and the growing that can only happen in communal worship. And so if you're like, Carlos, it seems like you got an MO with pointing that out. You're absolutely right. I already showed you my old hand. What do I want you to do? I want you to get planted in God's house, but I want you to get rooted with God's people. I believe that there is a level of growth, maturity, sanctification, and spiritual maturity that cannot happen in isolation by yourself. God has never called you. God has not designed for you to do the Christian life alone. He's not called you for that. You are meant to be in community with other believers. And let me just say this one time because I'm I'm not hating on online church. Some people are really into that. And even we have a live stream and that's all good and well. But there's things that you cannot experience online and in a virtual space. There's a reason why God has not designed your Christian life to be lived in the metaverse. 
God has designed for you to be in flesh and blood relationships with other believers who can see your life, hold you accountable, celebrate with you, mourn with you, weep with you, encourage you, build you up, strengthen you, and encourage you to go on in the Christian life. And so, do I have an ass? You're absolutely right, I got an ass. I told you, it's the mission Sunday. That means you're supposed to do something. We did, we did the stuff last week. We, we fed y'all and everything. Now, now it's your turn to do some stuff. What, what, we, what, we, what we want you to do? We want you to get connected with our life groups. Pastor Jonathan talked about life groups, and he's talked about also we got um, all these groups where people come together and connect, and they connect over the word, they connect over activities, but they just do life together. Listen, it's an old saying, but it's true. No one is an island unto themselves. And this isolation that so many of us experience, especially during the pandemic, is something that as believers we have to push against. But God has said in this word that a planted people, this, this, this portrait here that we have of, of, of planted people, they're planted in God's house, they're rooted with God's people, but they're also growing for God's purpose. Look at verse 12. It says, the righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Listen, there's so much I could say here, but I just want to talk about the growing like a cedar in Lebanon. A cedar is a strong tree. It's a majestic tree. It's a large tree. It's a tree that is so prominent in Lebanon and the lumber so renowned the world over that it is on the flag of Lebanon. And the picture of a, of a cedar is a picture of something that is solid, that is strong, that's even ancient in its maturity, its strength, and its usefulness. And God says that I want you to plant, I want you to root so that you can grow into spiritual maturity. Some of us, and I'm just going to be honest, honest, some of us have been wondering why are we experiencing such spiritual immaturity? Why have we not grown in certain areas? Why are we still struggling? May I suggest to you that you haven't been planted, you haven't been rooted, and so it's impossible for you to grow up in some of those areas that you're struggling in. It's, it's, it, it just won't work, and so you're going to have to plant and root so that you can grow, but you grow for God's purposes. What do you, what do you mean God's purpose? A cedar don't just look good. It isn't just strong. Y'all do know that a cedar is useful. To this day, cedar wood is some of the most beautiful wood that you can buy, and it's strong, it's, it's durable, it actually was used in the construction of the temple and Solomon's house. It was a prized lumber, and to this day, and not only what I like about cedar, not only does cedar look good, but cedar smells good. Have you, have you ever smelled cedar? One of the reasons people love to use it in construction is because it smells good, and, and I started thinking about that. I started thinking about what the Gates uh, uh, mission and vision was to spread the aroma of Christ throughout our area. And God is saying, I want you to be built up. I want you to grow in maturity because I have a purpose for you. I don't want you to just look good. I don't want to just say that you are good, but I want to build you up so you can be useful. I want to build you up so that you can spread my aroma. I want to build you up so that you can be used in my kingdom. And I want you to be able to advance what God has called, what I have called you to do in this earth. And so now you're sitting there and you're asking, you're like, wow, that sounds good. Matter of fact, I might even mess around and buy me some perfume or some cologne with some cedar oil in it. But don't get distracted by that. I want you to listen out for my ass because I got to ask for you. And the ask is real simple. And this is the easiest one of the day. I'm telling you, y'all are going to say yes and amen to this. You said, Carlos, I want to grow in the spiritual maturity. I want to be strong like the cedars of the Lebanon. I want to be useful in building the kingdom. I want to spread the aroma of Christ like warm cedar oil in an in a essential oil burner. What must I do? I'm so glad you asked me. I'll be thrilled to tell you, Refresh Community Church, all you got to do is just come to grow. 
Grow Night. You can come to Grow Night, and this is an easy ask because just like we fed you last week, you all know at Grow Night, not only do we have Christian education, we want to make sure you grow and you expand spiritually. So we're going to have robust classes, but we also will feed you so that you can grow naturally. That's right. <laughs> But we have Grow Night, and it really is. It's a great time, and we have discipleship opportunities for all ages, from the, from the kids all the way up to the adults. And this time, I'll even be teaching a Grow Night class myself. I'm going to teach through the Book of Romans this time. So if you're like, where am I going to come? You can come hang out with me. If you, if you want to walk through a book, I'm going to walk us through a book. But we're also going to have a class on beautiful community that's teaching us to steward the diversity that we have well. We're going to have a special class on uh, hermeneutics. We're going to call it hermeneutics uh, before I, <laughs> that's what it is, uh, but it's going to teach our students how to read the Bible. We're going to have classes on emotionally healthy relationships. We are seeking to disciple us and help us grow up in all areas. And then coming in January 2024, we got these things that we're launching called grow groups, which are going to go deep in discipleship and help us grow into this strong, useful, beautiful picture of Christian maturity. But I want to invite you to get growing for God's good purposes. So y'all didn't know, I'm still working through this mission statement. I've talked about being planted in God's house, rooted with God's people, growing for God's purposes. But lastly, planted people are multiplying for God's glory. Look at verse 14 here. It says, they still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green to declare the Lord is upright, that he is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Full of sap and green is a picture of spiritual vitality. I absolutely love it that these are people who bear fruit, who are, are, are providing, who are growing, who are uh, vivacious, who are full of life and who are still going. And I just want to give a quick shout out because it says they bear fruit into old age. And I don't know what old age means. I'm not sure. I don't know what the number is. I ain't one there and I ain't going to put one there. But I will say that there are certain demographics in our church because we're a young church, but we've also grown in those who have wisdom and seasoning in the Lord. So do with that what you will. I'm not naming numbers, but I will say, but there is no age limit on fruitfulness in the kingdom. That this, this is not a church just for young people or cool people or this, that, and other. That we need all the multi-generations that God is bringing here at this church to bear fruit. But here's what's interesting about fruit. I like fruit. I eat fruit. It's great. But y'all do know that the fruit is not for the plant. The, the plant doesn't bear fruit for itself. The plant bears fruit for others. The plant bears fruit so that others may be nourished. The plant bears fruit so that the plant may propagate itself. The fruit of the plant is not for itself. And so when we think about multiplying your gifts, your abilities, what God is doing in your life, think about what God is doing in your life, how he's growing you up, how he's maturing you, how he has even let you, check this out, go through trials, tribulations, difficulties, and challenges to bring you to a place of spiritual maturity. Do you realize that he didn't just do that for you. I already told you that the cedar of Lebanon was to be useful, was to provide an aroma, and here again it's being reiterated because you are to be providing fruit for the nourishment of others. May I suggest to you, child of God, that if you are simply, uh, 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 if you are just simply going through the motions and only caring about yourself, that God has greater purpose for you, and it is to be a blessing to others. So Carlos, what's your ass? I know you got one, you darn right I got one. It's real easy. I want you to sign up for the home team. What is the home team? It's our clearinghouse for how you use those gifts so that others may be nourished by your gifts. 
Listen, you may be sitting here, and I, I hear what you're saying. I hear your thoughts. You said, Carlos, I ain't got no spiritual gifts. I can't preach. I can't sing. I can't teach no classes. I can't run no slides. I can't do no graphic design. I can't play no instruments. I don't have any spiritual gifts. Well, if you are born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, the Bible teaches me that you do have some spiritual gifts. Well, Carlos, how will I discover said spiritual gift? So glad you asked. I'll be thrilled to tell you. You can sign up for the home team because not only do we just give out assignments, but we actually help you to discern the spiritual gifts that God has for you. And you can look into it. We have assessments. You can meet with Pastor Bryce, but we will help you discover what those gifts are. And, and let me be clear. It's not just so we can have you do stuff, okay? It's not just so that we can find use for you, but we actually believe here at Refresh Community Church that a part of discipleship and growth is to actually use your gifts as God has designed them. Amen? And so, whether you know it or not, you guys just got Christmas in August. What's today? It's August. Yeah, it's still August. Y'all just got Christmas, September next week. Y'all just got Christmas in August because I'm done preaching. That's it. That's the whole sermon. I'm finished for the day. And, 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 and so y'all, y'all hold on to this. We'll do it again next year. Um, I'm done preaching, but here's what I want to call us to do right now. Um, I want to invite us. I told you it's Dig In Sunday. And what is that? It's just a Sunday. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a fancy, cool way that we say a ministry fair. It's an opportunity for you to go and find out how do I get planted, rooted, growing, and multiplying in this church. And so we're going to take some time. On the other side of the wall there, we have um, tables set up where you can learn more about our opportunities to plant, to root, to grow, to multiply. And so if you're thinking about how, what is planning about, I already told you, it's about getting committed to Jesus, getting committed to his church. And so if you're thinking about if you are here and you're not a Christian or you're just kind of considering Christianity or you're like a skeptic and you're kind of like, what is Christianity all about? I want to invite you. I'll actually be, I'm handling the plant portion. I'll be right here in front of the sanctuary. You can come right down front here and I'll talk to you about what it means to get planted in Jesus and also planted in his church. Um, and so we'll talk about things like membership. If you're looking over the fence and you're thinking about, oh, do I want to be a member? Is this a place? That's a great opportunity for you um, there. And then we're going to have opportunities for grow, talking about grow night um, and our discipleship uh, ministries. We'll have opportunities for root to talk about our group ministries where you can root in relationship. Um, and then we'll talk about home team, which is our multiply, um, uh, which is where we focus on multiplication. But service is not over. You don't have to worry about picking up your kids. Our Journey Kids staff has your children, so they're safe. Um, but this is, will be our time of response. And as you go around and you um, cycle around, I want you to try to go to two places. Out of plant, root, grow, multiply, I want you to try to visit two. Um, and I also uh, want you to listen out for the music. There will be a bell that will be going on when it's time for you to move to the next part. Um, but when the music starts, I want us to come back in and worship one final time together. But I'm going to pray for our time. I'm going to pass it over uh, to Pastor Bryce, who's going to give us more directions. But I also want to say, for those who are online, we have not forgotten about you either. Uh, because when we go into this section, Pastor Kyle is going to go live on our Facebook page. Uh, and he's going to be walking around, going to all the sections and doing what only Pastor Kyle can do on Facebook Live. And if you've ever... You follow Pastor Kyle, you know it's going to be a party. So if you're online, we have not forgotten about you, just go over to our Facebook page where we'll be going live uh, shortly. But let me pray for our time, and I'll give it, for give it over to Pastor Bryce. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you, and we praise you because you are good, and your mercy endures to all generations. God, I pray that you would allow us and help us to get planted, to get rooted, to get growing and multiplying. And God, is all for the sake of others, but God is ultimately for your glory, God, is to declare that the Lord is upright 
and to declare that there is no unrighteousness in you. God, I pray that we will become strong, mature Christians, not so that we can look good and so that we can look dope or something like this, but so that we can give you glory because of what you have done through the finished work of Jesus Christ. So be with us as we go forward in our time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pastor Bryce is going to come with more instructions. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We pray this message has impacted you in a meaningful way. If you want to know more about how Jesus can change your life, we would love to connect with you further. Send an email to hello at refreshcommunity.church or come visit us at 829 North Hanley Road in University City, Missouri. Be sure to subscribe and share the podcast with your friends. Thanks for listening and see you next time.